Welcome to Misfits and Mystics Podcast, where we have conversations intersecting faith, mental health, artistry, and social justice. We're so glad you're here. So get cozy. But not too cozy, because we do keep it real on this podcast. Listen with care. And enjoy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Misfits and Mystics. I'm Alicia. I'm Abra. What's good? What's poppin'? How you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm so much better than I was this morning. I'm here. Uh-oh. I'm alive. Listen, I feel blessed, okay? Yes. That's that's all I got to say. Go ahead. <laughs> so on today's episode, we have a very, very special guest. We talked about it a little bit last week. We mentioned it, but we didn't say too much. Right. Yeah, we did it because he's going to introduce himself, okay? Right. So today we have my wonderful friend, my brother, Joseph. Say hi. Hey. Uh, hey. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited too. So before I get into why we have Joseph on the show, um, I'm going to talk about who he is, how I met him. We met at college, the same university that all three of us attended. And, hey. Um, Let's put heavy emphasis on the university. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Put it on there. Ziggy. Illinois State University, founded oh. in 1867. I know, that's We're right. Gladly, we learn and teach. <laughs> gladly, we learn and teach, okay? Gladly. Okay, okay. I have to get that out. I lo- Thank you, thank you so much. So, yes, that's where I met Joseph, and I truly don't even remember how we met exactly, but... I don't. You don't remember either? Maybe housing, maybe housing, maybe I, unique. Probably, I think it was through unique. But then he like found out who I was, as like in the sense of like finding finding out who my father is, and he knows my father. So he came to me one day. I remember this so vividly. We saw each other in in, in Tri's Dining Center, and he came up to yeah. me and was just like, "Alicia, why you didn't tell me your daddy was Phil Tyra?" And I was like, "Uh." How do you know him? <laughs> and honestly, like that moment right there is a true testament to who Joseph is. Like so outgoing, so like I'm gonna start this conversation. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Why you wouldn't tell me? And I'm like, I just met you. Why would I just randomly be like, oh yeah, my dad is. <laughs> like, but that's my own father. Right. Honestly, I was like, um, I mean, you know, I understand what you're saying, but like, that's my dad. He like created me, so I don't really, I don't really see him like, you know. But yeah, that's him. That's that's my daddy. (laughs) (laughs) And literally from there, like our friendship just took off because he was so comfortable. He made me comfortable, and then with him and. Unique, who is my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful big sister. Um, I literally just like would be up under them all the time. Anytime I could be with them, I would literally just sit back and watch them because they have this relationship where they're like, it's not even really like an argument, but like, I don't know. I 
don't know. They just, they're hilarious. Healthy disagreements. Yes, healthy, that's a great term, healthy disagreements. And we'll be laughing the entire time. And I would just be like, this is so beautiful. Like, wow, I've never seen a relationship like this. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, this is Joseph and we have him on the show for what we're going to call a business spotlight. So I'll give you a little insight. Um, Joseph Clark created a business called Momentum. And I'll read um, straight off his website so I don't get nothing wrong, okay? <laughs> so Joseph Clark is the owner and creator of Momentum. As a creative thought leader and blooming entrepreneur, Joseph has a knack for helping to transform the minds of those around him in order to push them into success. For as long as he can remember, he's always seen and dreamt in color, recognizing that if if it takes creativity as well as structure to have it takes I'm sorry it takes creativity as well as structure to have balance. His claim to fame is leadership consulting and at the core, curating intimate spaces for leaders to develop. So that is Joseph. And we're going to talk about momentum, which I'm so excited about. Um, so, <laughs> so Joseph, I want you to talk first of all about more of like from your words, what momentum is, why you created it. Okay. First, I have to say thank you, Alicia and Abra, for having me. I am highly honored. I have always wanted to be on a podcast, <laughs> and this is perfect. This is the one. This this is the one. So thank you all for having me. Absolutely, <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> thank you for having me. And yeah, so about momentum. So back in maybe. November, Momentum was born, and it was born, actually, I was working on another project in which I'll speak more about a little later, but I was working on another project in the same realm of, like, leadership consulting and team collaboration and things like that, and I got this burden in which it became Momentum, but I was just thinking about because as long as I can remember, just like I had in my bio, I've always been a very creative person. Mm -hmm. And when we think of creativity, we, you know, we need to think past just music and coloring books and things like that. And so mm -hmm. as I grew, I guess, in my creativity, I, I, I tried to find ways to like really insert it in, in who I was. And so with Momentum, one of the things that I found, or before, I guess before Momentum had a name, one of the things that I found just in my time of thinking and talking to friends and things like that, I found that we didn't have a lot of organic spaces that gave us the chance to pretty much create an incubator for ourselves and, and have these real talks kinds of conversations about the ups and downs of what it means and what it feels like to be an entrepreneur because there's an emotional side, right? Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I thought about it and I'm like, well, I, me, myself, born and raised in Chicago, African-American, I'm a male, you know, I've, I've always been, like you said, Alicia, very extroverted. So these are things that are, that were innate to me, but 
the other side of me, I did have a lot of those spaces. And so momentum was born out of that. And that was like November. I instantly hit the ground running and I created my website. And then in January was the first gathering. So what momentum is, is it's twofold. So the first part of it, or the first fold of it is, I guess you can say network, a, a networking mixer or a mixer. So the other fold of it is a conversation. So like you mentioned, Alicia, my goal is to always create a safe space because we can't accomplish anything without the trust of a relationship, mm-hmm. especially if we need other people to work with or we need other people to accomplish things with. And like, you know, we are, we're, we're very strong individuals, but there are a lot of things that we can't do by ourselves. And so that's where that came from. So here I am and I'm like, okay, what do I really want it to look like? So of course, naturally it's gonna be a mixer because all of us are just gonna be together. You know, some of us, we know each other. Oftentimes we may not know each other. And so we're gonna get to know each other. That's the first part. Then the second part, I wanted to make it very, very authentic, very pertinent, very relevant, and then I wanted to change it every time we met. So since it was going to be a conversation, I didn't just want to do that once a year. So it's actually quarterly. I think you did mention that, Alicia. So the first one was in January, and it was pretty general. I came up. I, I wanted it to be like I said, really authentic. So I, I thought of some things off the top of my head while I was in the presence of everyone, but some other things I wrote down and would like put on a sticky under your chair. So when we got to that part of the of the conversation, you gotta get the sticky from under your chair. And you know, this person talks about some of the wisdom that you got that helped to kind of push yourself into entrepreneurship. And this person, you talk about some of the relation, the people that you found that you can't be around when you feel like you you need to grow or you need to accomplish a certain thing. Yeah. So momentum is nothing more than, like I said, a mixer in a conversation. I, I wanted I wanted to put emphasis on building relationships so that we can grow and change together. I think I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I love it. I love it so much. I think, like you said, it is very important for us to have those safe spaces for us to um, meet other people who may be on similar pages or um, even further than us in their entrepreneurship and with their creativity or those who need to hear more of how people got to where they are and just being able to to share different thought processes because everybody is so different, but we can also help Mm -hmm. each other in our own journeys. So. Yeah. Yes, that's so important. Um, so yeah, you talked about the two events that you had so far. Is there another one coming up soon? Like, what can we look forward to? Anything special happening? Okay, so Momentum is actually one of four premier projects that is under my leadership consulting firm umbrella. So the firm is Joseph Clark and Company, and like you mentioned, and since the, the, the vision and the mission is going to be shown in every project, but quite frankly, just at the at the bottom line of it all, the mission and the vision is just to not only create or curate, rather, safe spaces for leaders and entrepreneurs and business people and creatives, but to take you from one point 
of reference to another because I really believe that in order to produce differently, we have to think differently first. Mm-hmm. And so our momentum came in November, but what I was working on was an annual retreat in which, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to premiere it in the fall. So I have the, the retreat, I have momentum, which is quarterly, and then I am working on finalizing my mentorship program. And the last one, or the last leg right now would be an online class. So a lot of those things I'm going to premiere in 19, so I'm all, there's always something on my plate. Mm-hmm. As y'all know, <laughs> being creative people, being entrepreneurs yourselves, it's always something that you have to do. Like, this is a hat that I realized I can't take off. I, I, yeah. I've been able to take off the student hat. I graduated. I'm done with school. Take the hat off. Done. Amen. This entrepreneurship <laughs> hat, I cannot disattach it from my brain. I don't mm-hmm. understand. <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm working on developing all. And as you all know, you can attest to just being the power of multitasking and knowing where to put your time and how to steward your time. That's something that I'm still learning. And so I, I'm, I'm coming up with some time that I should prepare everything and, and how to market it beforehand to build that demand and things like that. So I'm definitely, definitely working. But I'll always let you all know via social media or with my mailing list for my website. But those are the things, yeah, that I'm working on. Yes, please let us know. I have one more question, and then I want you to plug your information so that people know where to follow you and and keep up with you, okay? Okay. So my final question is, this episode, we're going to be talking about atypical artistry, which you actually already mentioned pretty much is just like, when we think about artistry, oftentimes we think about singers, we think about dancers, we think about actors, and I feel like those are like the the general. Um, yeah. But there are so many different forms of artistry, even within business and entrepreneurship. So um, if there was anything, let's, let's say this was one of your momentum, um, like meeting sessions, and there was an audience, which there is an audience, <laughs> um, and you had anything to say to the atypical artist, any advice or, you know, whatever you would want to say to them to leave them with something that would help them um, in moving forward and and, in gaining that momentum they need, what would you say to them? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I would say off the top of my head, I I didn't even know that this question was coming, but it, it is a question that should be asked. Off the top of my head, I would honestly say, take yourself and be very, very patient with who you're becoming. Now, let me let me break that open. Because oftentimes we don't really know or have a big idea of who it is that we're becoming, right? So we get a piece of all of that from the church. We get a piece of that from our group of friends. We get a piece of that from our educational background and our professional background and things like that. But with all of that, and we have to understand that where we are in time and space right now, we have what we need in order to get to the next place. I think sometimes we spend a lot of time stressing trying to 
find resources that we actually already have. And of course, I'm going to speak from the biblical scriptural point of view because that's just in my blood. But even though, you know, like my demographic, as you know, Alicia, like, uh, that's not all, those are not all the people that I run with. Mm -hmm. Like, I have multiple different kinds of friends. It's not just, you know, I don't want to ever just appeal to one demographic. But when I say be patient with yourself, I've had to learn over the years that, because I, I thought this, what I'm doing, I didn't have any idea that any of this would look like this when I graduated from college when I was 25 or even a year ago now. And so I've had to purposely, and a lot of stuff is just going to unfold as you go, but just stick to what you love. And a lot of things will just continue to unfold. I've always loved leadership. I've always loved team collaboration, but I've never, like I said, I never thought that it would look this way. And then I had to realize that maybe what I'm creating mm. is never before seen. Mm. Perhaps. So, like I was saying, I, I've always wanted to do things with with different kinds of leaders, and I've always just envisioned that for myself, but I didn't know what it would look like. And I've, start, I've tried to start, a lot of people don't know this, but I've tried to start a business for years. And so I had to go through processes just as a young adult, as a male, as an African-American, just a lot of the different layers that we subscribe to, I've had to go through a lot of different processes, some that I put myself in and some that were just happen happening naturally. But to just sum it up, I would say just make sure that you're being yourself and, and being patient with your process. A lot of entrepreneurs don't even bloom until they're in their 30s. That's when you really take off. So 30, 30s, actually through early 40s, to be honest. So just be patient with yourself. I know that that really doesn't mean a lot. Well, a lot of people will be like, what does that mean? I don't have, I, you know, I ain't got no time. I got to go, especially with the, with the young adults that are coming up after us. But... If you take it day by day, you'll understand. It, it'll it'll make sense. Just stick to just really stick to what you know and stick to who you are, and, and be patient with the way that you're evolving and the way that you're changing, and if things will come into place. Literally, I've, I've seen things come and become a puzzle fitting mm -hmm. together. So just just have to stick in that. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I was about to say, Abra, do you have anything to say before he gives his information? I mean, he, Joseph, you spoke a word like so. There, <laughs> I can't follow up with that. Yes, please do. Go. Anything, girl. Anything. Anything. No, I was just going to say, I really appreciate your work and what you're doing. Um, it's always encouraging to see people in general, but especially people in our age group and our demographic, you know, as a, as a person that is walking in assurance of themselves and going forward and then 
taking the other people along with you. So it's not just about, you know, you elevating yourself, but using what you know and what you have to elevate others. And I think that's something that I always gravitate to and um, it's inspiring to see. So I just, you know, want to celebrate you and um, continue to just encourage you to do what you're doing because it's amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say no crying. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. God be the glory. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Okay. Are you in a space where you could <laughs> give us your information? <laughs> yes. Okay. So for all of my social media heads, I am actually not on Facebook right now. I was hacked. Mm-hmm. Oh, last or late last year. I, I y'all, y'all pray, just pray, because we got to get that page back. Well, I did not know that. I'm easy. <laughs> I I want my page back. You must know Facebook has been moving very slowly with helping me with this process. But so don't necessarily look for me on Facebook right now. But I I have been leveraging my Twitter and my Instagram a little more. So you can find me on Instagram at Joseph the Creative. That's Joseph spelled the regular way, the creative. And then actually my business page on Instagram as well is at Company of Joseph. And so I use both to speak and show and say things about my business. And I'm trying to increase my following on my business page. Of course, you know, my following on my regular page is bigger. I just started my business page, but both of them work together. So that's Joseph the Creative and Company of Joseph. And then you can find me on Twitter. My regular page is Who Is This Joseph? And then my company page is the same as my company page on Instagram at Company of Joseph. And my website is www.josephclarkandco.com. That is, again, www.josephclarkandco.com. Now, when you go to that website, you're going to see all momentum information. And pretty soon, in the next couple of weeks, I'll have just template of what the other projects are going to be. And then as I continue to develop content, I'll flush out everything on the website, but the website won't change. Awesome. Great, great, great. Well, thank you so much for this. I'm so glad we finally got you on the show. And we absolutely have to have you back just to talk with us. Yes. I want to pick your brain. (laughs) Yes. Abraham, I would love that. I'm so interested to hear your story, actually. I would love that. You know what? Listen. Don't let it be too far off. I want to be back real soon. Okay. Is that kind of demand here? Yes, no, you can demand. You can demand. Yes, it's demand okay. Yes. So we have to we have to make that happen and maybe even when because April is supposed to be coming up this way at some point, I believe in July, right? Yeah, late July through early August. So maybe during that time, we can try to like set it where we all come together and actually like record in person together. I think that would be super fun. Ooh, that'd be beautiful. I would absolutely love that. 
we would probably be extremely distracted because we're all goofy, but we have to make it work. It's okay. We can have fun while we do work. Right. All work and all play. We can do anything. We got college degree. Uh, period. That's the biggest I know that's right. <laughs> From me. That's the biggest feat. Illinois State University. Right. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, we're going to go on with the show. Again, we thank you so much. I love you, and we'll talk to you later. Yes, talk to you later. Thank you all. I love you all, too. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you all soon. All right, bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. That was wonderful. I love yes. him so much. Oh, my gosh. You, you finally got to hear his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always like have this thing about um, putting voices to faces and faces to names. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just my thing. So when I get to have all of it culminate together, it just excites me so much. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's, he is literally the greatest and I, I mean I feel like you gotta tell just by him talking there but like when I tell you Joseph is such an amazing person like it's not just like oh he's silly or he's smart like he has an amazing character like mm-hmm. he's such a good person so caring so like he's definitely a friend that I feel like everybody should have I believe if not that. him maybe somebody close to him but that's kind of hard because it, it's just there's nobody like Joseph I believe that. And, you know, I it's I think because I think the reason why I enjoy putting voices to faces, faces to names, because it helps me as an intuitive person to connect those dots in the discernment of who people are and their character. And so hearing mm-hmm. his voice, I hear the love in his voice. I hear the care yeah. in his voice. Um and it it all culminates into the beauty of of who he is and who he's created to be. And I just always get so excited um, when I get to connect with people and learn who they are and celebrate who they are. It's such a beautiful uh, moment that I feel like we as human beings just don't revel in enough. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yes, girl. I appreciate you bringing him on. And <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to make that happen um, when I get up there. Um, yeah, I mean, my the purpose of me going up there is all play and all work. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll probably record like about five different episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's perfectly fine with me. <laughs> so, I mentioned before that today we're talking about atypical artists. Joseph started it out for us, and I think he did a wonderful job of yeah. starting that out. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yes, I would agree. Of starting that out. Um, so now that we're done with the business side of that, we're actually just going to talk about some of our favorite atypical artists. So I just want to be clear that when I say atypical artists, that I don't mean it, mean it in a way of like artists who are, uh, well, I see weird as a good thing. I was going to say who are like weird, but like I see weird as a good thing. Some people don't, um, but atypical to me is literally just not the typical ones that you hear about. So um, you'll just hear when we get into it. Let's right. just get into it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we're going to start off with visual artists. Um, this would include for us like painters, photographers, even makeup artists. I feel like it's one that we usually don't necessarily see as artistry, even though it's literally in the, the title of the job. Um, right. People of that sort. So, um, Avery, you want to go ahead and share the people that you want to um, talk about? Yeah. Um, I'll start with a local artist here in Nashville. Well, she's based in Nashville and her son is actually one of, uh, uh, one of my good friends and we've worked together in the, in previous years. Um, I want to highlight Dio Johnson. Um, she's a painter and also does other, um, art work like um there was one particular uh inspiring story where she found uh like a headboard or or something in her home and um there were markings on it and she did some investigative work and found the young girl that it belonged to and created an art piece out of it and presented it to her. And it was this, this beautiful, inspiring story. Um, but most of her, the work um, that she has out is in the form of painting. Um, she's known for her child of God, um, children of God paintings. Um, they're very simplistic. It, it's basically like face, like faceless childlike bodies. Um, very, um, very colorful, very childlike. It, it really, uh, when I look at her work, I feel a sense of peace. It reminds me to keep it simple, but see the beauty and simplicity. Um, she uh, celebrates and honors a lot of the features that we see and love in black girls specifically, like with natural hair styles and, you know, the different skin tones that we have while also celebrating other races and cultures as well. One of her pieces is called, uh, Imagine All the People. And it's like all these little children holding hands of different races and ethnicities coming together. And so her, her work just really exudes like unity to me. Um, so yeah, she's, she's done, had her own art show here in town before. Um, her work was recently featured at Arts Alive at Kennedy Douglas Center in Florence, Alabama. Um, yeah, she's, she's all over the place. She's doing her thing and she's a beautiful soul. So kind, so loving her son, Malik, who is actually a dancer, <laughs> um, is, is wonderful as well. So I just, yeah, I wanted to highlight her and she has a, she has an Etsy shop, so you can check out her work and I'll link that in the show description. Um, but that link will, you know, to get you where you can check out her work and purchase it, you know, support artists. Like that's how they get their dough. Okay. Like purchase mm -hmm. their work if you can. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's super beautiful, super inspiring. And I love, I love her. Um, the next person I wanted to talk about is Adrian Neves, which I have mentioned on the show before. Um, I was introduced to her work at the Evolving Faith Conference through uh, Rachel Held Evans, RIP. And um, she is an does a lot of abstract paintings. Um, 
She says that painting is an excavation of everything I hid in my mind and body for survival during childhood. It is also an act of reclaiming my voice, as well as my way of establishing agency over my body and the message told about its worth. So uh, I, what I gather from her is she really embodies the work that she's doing and putting her whole self into it. As a, I think when we look at visual art, we just look at the picture of it, but we don't often think about the embodiment that has to happen in the process of creating the work. And when I look at her work, I truly sense and like feel that embodiment like from her. And then just hearing her speak at Evolving Faith and knowing a little more about her story and the things that she's doing, um, it really helps captivate, you know, what she's trying to say. Um, she has an interesting story. Like she's a she's actually she's a PK as well. Um, we actually got a chance to briefly speak with her at the conference in between sessions, and she was so cool. And um, you know, she briefly mentioned in her talk, but like we kind of dove in a little further about growing up as a PK and how that you know informed her upbringing and. Um, some of the traumas in her life. Um, and then she went on to, to join the military. So she's actually a, a veteran. Um, and then after the military kind of became a self-taught artist. So everything she's doing is based like no real formal training, just like went for it. Um, she's also an activist and a speaker and a huge mental health advocate um, as she is living with bipolar disorder so yeah me and her we had a lot to <laughs> connect with and um yeah a lot of her work addresses racism mental health recovering from trauma creating social change she's based in philadelphia so she has her own gallery and studio in philly it's the uh, tessera arts collective so i'll link all of that info there so if you're in the philly area ever you should totally stop by her gallery and studio there and say hi because she's super dope and i just love her work and she's on instagram too you can follow her at addie b underscore arts that's a d d y b underscore art so yeah those are my two visual artists both super dope women super dope black women and shout out to adrian who's also representing queer black women as well so yeah nice so my visual artist I'm echoing okay. give me a second I'm gonna put on my headphones <laughs> hello hello I can still kind of hear but it's not as bad it's fine I can just you know do 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 okay <laughs> so my visual artist, um, well, my first visual artist goes by the name of Sean Michael Warren. Um, he is a painter and a super amazing one at that. Um, I actually, I don't, I can't, I don't know if I can really say grew up with him because he's 
I don't know how many years older, but he's older. Um, but anyway, we went to the same church, okay? <laughs> but um, so yes, he's a, a painter and a muralist. Um, so he's actually been doing a lot of work. Um, he, he's done a lot of work like in the Chicago area, but then he's also started to travel. He's been in competitions. He's been in museums now. He's been doing so many great things. So you can check him out on Instagram at Warren Art. That's W-A-R-R-E-N Art. Um, and then his website is www.shawn, that's spelled S-H-A-W-N, michaelwarren.com. Okay. Nice. Amazing. I don't like, I, I honestly don't really know too much to say about him. He's a type like his work speaks. You just have to go see his page. Okay. And the, the other thing that I like about his work and his, um, his social media is that he does show pictures in the process of him doing his work and his murals and like talks about his thoughts and like he shares the entire process. So it's really cool to see that. And also, as long as I've known him, I've I pretty much have always seen him in a suit. He's like almost always wearing a suit. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's just that's just him. Um, my second artist is actually a makeup artist, one that I hold very near and dear to my heart. This is my my mama. Um, there's not too many people. Actually, there's no one in this world besides my actual mom that I will call my mama. I'm very picky about giving people titles and stuff but this is another person that I grew up with and she's you know older than me as well um and it's one of those people like when you're a child you just kind of like gravitate to the teenager young adult that you think is so cool right and they actually like bring you in and you're just with them all the time that's how our relationship formed and so since I was a kid I've been calling her mama (laughs) So, so um, I actually went to visit her when I was down there visiting you. That's who I went to see. Oh, okay. yeah. So she lives in Tennessee. She okay. lives in Nashville. So her um, her MUA name is actually Miss Red Carpet, and that's spelled like M Z Red Carpet. Um, her name on Instagram is Ms. Red Carpet One, and her website is www.misredcarpet.com. Um, to be more specific, she calls herself the Transformer, um, and she does health and beauty. I, when I tell you, listen, it's a lot of makeup artists in this world, and they, they just keep coming out, right? Right, right. But everybody don't know what they're doing all the time. Right. <laughs> Especially, I feel like one of the biggest things that a lot of people um, look for in a makeup artist is can you match my foundation to my actual skin color oh yes and, and it not look like i got on a face mask or something like when i tell you her blend game her match game is amazing like i've never seen a bad face that she's done ever and then on top of that she's so dope with the eyes like you just gotta go see her page okay Go look at her page. Go look at her pictures, the artistry that she does. Like, you cannot tell me that makeup is not an art with the way that this woman does makeup. Um, And she's so good. She's originally from Chicago, but she now, like I said, lives in Nashville. But even with her living in Nashville, people will hire her and bring her out to their state, their city, wherever. She's been all over the place, literally being hired for weddings, for birthday parties, like graduation all type of stuff because she's literally that good 
So check out my mama. Okay. Yes. I'm going to have to hit her up. Seriously. Yes. I was about to say that. Let me tell you about her just in case you got something coming up. She's not far from you mm-hmm. at all. Right. And, uh, and you know, she real cool too. So she real, she's real silly too. She one of those, like you go to them for, uh, for their business, but then they have you laughing the whole time and you like enjoying yourself. So you always want to come back because it's the full experience that counts, you know? Right. Right. So yes, Miss Red Carpet, the transformer, make sure y'all check her out. And that's all I have for visual artists. So we're going to move on to poets. Dope. Um, Yeah, these two people I do not know personally. I just really enjoy their work. Um, The first person, and I am probably going to butcher her name. Please forgive me. If y'all know the real pronunciation, please tell me. Um, But Desiree Dallagiacomo. Um, she is a poet, spoken word artist. Um, she, I just stumbled upon her work, like on, I don't know, I was on Facebook or something and somebody had, uh, reposted her, her poem, Thy Say. And when I tell you from that moment on, I was hooked because I kind of, I went through a phase of like really, really diving into like spoken word artists and poets and then kind of got tired of it because (laughs) I was introduced to that, to that world through like a lot of um, Christian like poets and spoken word artists. And due to my, (laughs) you know, trauma of like, um, you know, all of that stuff. I kind of got turned off from poetry for a while, which was very, very sad. Um, so like artists like Desiree, like kind of bringing me back into the fold through a more, um, radical message that is so much in line with, what I believe in the ethics of the life that I try to live and like challenging the constructs and challenging the norms. And she's doing all of that. Um, she's dope. Like she, uh, she's based in, I think she's based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, she's the program director and lead art teaching artists at forward arts, which is a young spoken word and social justice writing nonprofits in Baton Rouge. And then, you know, her poems have been featured on Bustle Magazine, Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, Everyday Feminism. And like I said, her, I think one of her most popular poems is Thy Says is really just about reclaiming, you know, the body and the body not being for the male gaze and uh, promoting body positivity and challenging the the social norms and constructs about what is considered like a good body or a pretty body or whatever and you know her thighs basically clap back at everybody so (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i would highly recommend checking her out she's super dope and then the next poet um that i have is kai davis which a lot of people probably know from her poem what was it got me fucked up you know i never remember the actual name of it yeah 
Um, but it's something like that. Yes. And she's like going in like about all the things that got her fucked up. Um, a lot of themes surrounding race and gender and power and sexuality. Um, another one of her poems that really touched me that really got me into her was her poem, um, Sandra Bland, um, which obviously hit home for me. Um, I have this really, um, like it's a very interesting attachment to that case for some reason, like, you know, I don't know. So when I, so when I heard the poem, I was just very, uh, like it, it resonated a lot with me and um, yeah so she's based in Philly so maybe this is a sign I need to go to Philadelphia and hit <laughs> up the creatives there but uh, yeah she's based in Philly um, she's a poetry editor for uh, a magazine she's organizer director for Philly Pigeon which is basically like a collective of other poetry artists and spoken word artists um, you know doing their thing and just sort of cultivating, you know, a space for creatives to address some of the things that need to be addressed. And um, I really think that, you know, her work and Desiree's work, like they're really cultivating social change. And, you know, it's like they say art imitates life and they're definitely speaking into life right now and what's needed and empowering um women specifically but just people in general so yeah um Desiree she's on Instagram at her name Desiree Dalagiacomo and then Kai Davis is also on Instagram and Twitter at Kai Davis Poet the name of um the poem that uh Kai became really big for is fuck I look like fuck I look like that's yeah. what it is I yes. have to look it up because I'm like <laughs> I can never remember the name of this yeah. another one that I like by her is called ain't I a woman have you heard that one yes yes girl when I say you I had it on replay like every day for probably like two weeks mm-hmm. it's just her delivery she's just amazing yeah yeah so um for my poem, I mean poem, for my poem. I am not about to do a poem, okay? <laughs> for my poets. <laughs> my first one is Sarah Kay. Um, I'll give you her information first. So her, this is Twitter, I believe. I forgot to write it down, but I believe it's Twitter. Her Twitter is K Sarah Sarah, which is K-A-Y-S-A-R-A-H-S-E-R-A. And then her website is actually the same thing, www.ksarasara.com. Sarah Kay. So I found out about her um, from my days of being fully indulged in in poetry, spoken word, all the things of the sort. And literally, I would just be on YouTube for hours, just like watching videos, listening to people. Because I, I actually write and I would like to perform, but like it's like a big fear of mine. So I just kind of study people and still keep it to myself. So there's that. But, uh, <laughs> but Sarah Kay, I love her delivery because one, she's, she's one of those that is powerful, but in a very soft way. Um, and she's really, really good at um, how she pieces her words 
in order to give you a picture. But then also she's a very like, I want to say movement oriented person, but mostly like within her hands and in her, um, what do you call it? There's an actual word for it, but like her eyes, the way that she like looks, it's almost like she's seeing the world that she's creating as she's talking about it, you know? Yeah. Um, so two poems by her that you can find on YouTube that I absolutely love. The first one is the one that I actually, that's like what I found when I first found her. And I literally played this over and over. It's called Hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this poem so much because one, I don't think I really ever talk about it too much, but like, I love hands. But when I say that, I mean that in the sense of, if you know me, one thing you will know about me is that I love touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she actually was key in me learning um, about like the the senses that we have in our hands and why holding hands can literally connect people which, you know, led me to, like, holding hands, those senses that connect between one person's hands to another person's hands, like, it makes sense. Why mm. that's such a healing thing, why we do it during prayer, why we do it, you know, all these things. Um, and in that poem, she talks about um, how, like, pretty much her dad was teaching her about hands and talking about the different the different ways that we hold hands and how that communicates different relationships. Why some people won't allow people to um, like interweave their fingers because that's seen as, as a, usually as a more like relational, um, like we're dating type connection is very intimate as opposed to just like the, the normal grasp of hand. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that I kind of started like just studying within like my relationships and stuff and just literally seeing how different it feels to interweave your fingers versus just grabbing hands. And there truly is a difference. So I was like, the fact that this poem is like leading me down this path of, of study and like research within my own life, like that's, that made me realize how I actually like to learn. Like, I mean, I I enjoy school, kind of. <laughs> I enjoy learning. I It just made me realize that, like, I love learning, um, but more so in the sense of, like, actual daily life activity as opposed to just sitting in a classroom. So right. that's kind of been instrumental in how I am as an educator. A lot of examples that I give in my classroom have to go back to real life things like okay this is what we're talking about but think about it in this sense this is something that we normally do like you hold hands with your girlfriend your boyfriend you hold hands with your parents but like there's a difference you know whatever anyway it just really transformed me period okay Mm -hmm. and then the second poem that um i absolutely love by her is called Shoot, I'm about to forget it. Hold on. <laughs> I knew I was going to forget it. This is why you write things down, kids. <laughs> right. Um, it's called If I Should Have a Daughter. And she actually did this as a TED Talk. So the video on YouTube is like a little over 18 minutes. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's the TED Talk. She's going to be like talking about this and she was but it was like she was doing this speech in the form of a poem the entire time oh, just amazing like mm-hmm. I just love public speaking period so the fact that she 
just watch it, okay? Just watch it. <laughs> Sarah Kay is is everything, and she has such a nice, lovely voice. Like I can listen to her talk all day. So, uh, my second poet is Doctor. Put some respect on her name, Alicia Harris. She literally just graduated with her doctorate. I think like maybe two days ago. Literally, she's yeah. that. Yes. So um, her Instagram and Twitter name is at Poppy in the Wheat. That's Poppy, P-O-P-P-Y, in the Wheat. Um, and then her website is AliciaHarris.com. And that's spelled A-L-Y-S-I-A, Harris.com. I, I just, you know, there's just some people in this world <laughs> that... I'm I'm just I'm so mesmerized by her gift of like language and communication. It's just it's beautiful. And then her um she's her investment in her work, like when she's performing, every single time she's like in it. It's never a half ass performance. It's never a half ass like, oh, I'm just gonna say this word. Like you can tell that she practices and studies her craft like seriously and some people don't really take poetry seriously so they're just kind of like oh you know you just write this little piece and then you go up there and perform it no that's not what it is for her like this is real like she's trying to share a story with you if it's personal or it's like a research thing or she's talking about god or like it's just she's amazing so just look up alicia harris on youtube and you will find so many great pieces. Like, I don't think I've heard one bad piece by her ever. Like, every piece is just like, wow, that was different than the last one. And now I want more. Okay. And now I want more because there's just so many different topics. And, and even though she has like her general tone of her voice, she's really good at, at using her voice to, to portray the story um, according to like, what story is being told like she definitely has variation um but also it's just like and i don't know if it's just because i've been following her so long but i feel like within her poetry you can you can kind of feel like you're like going through life with her like she there's a poem um called you know what next time i'm really do all my homework okay I promise you I will. <laughs> it's okay. Well, first of all, let me just say, listen to Alicia Harris' death poem. Oh, my gosh. Greatest. But there's a poem that she has called Cab Rides and the Morning After. That that piece, like, first of all, it's just very raw um, because she literally, like, ends up crying while she's doing the piece. And you can tell, like, this is so real for her. Um, talking about literally like cab cab rides in the morning after like that that moment where you feel like you just kind of gave yourself up after and I'm not even gonna say having sex because I don't I don't even think she's ever, ever even had sex or something I don't know I feel like I like read that somewhere but just just go listen okay cab rides <laughs> in the morning after death poem also known as the happy couple um listen to that girl. Listen to what are some of my other favorites? Um, 
One of my favorites with her and Jasmine Mans, along with Jenna Bell, who's a, a singer, actually. It's called Waiting. My favorite one with her and Miles Hodges is called Doing It Wrong. That's a really great piece. Um, she has a lot of a lot of great pieces. So check out Alicia Harris. Next, let me close out YouTube. <laughs> Next, we're gonna go into my favorite topic in life right now. Oh my god. <laughs> Woo, people go ahead this and be like, girl, you are so extra and annoying. People being my friends who hear me talk about this all the time. But <laughs> ASMR. A S oh, I should probably do it like ASMR, right? A S M. Wait, you're like breaking up. Hello? Hey guys, sorry for the awkward pause. We had some technical difficulties, but let me take the time to share a shameless plug that we forgot to mention at the end of the show. Found Movement Group is offering a one to three day workshop this summer in the months of June and July, providing training for your dancers outside of their normal routine. We're offering classes including composition, improvisation, floor work, fall recovery. We've got some theater classes and my new class, Mystic Flow is also on the roster. So if you're in the Middle Tennessee area and you have a studio or a school or a group of people that want to learn something a little bit outside the box, contact us for more information at foundmovementgroup1 at gmail.com. And of course, all the information will be linked in the show description. We'll see you there. Now back to the episode. Okay, so now we're going to go into my favorite, favorite thing in the world right now. I feel like I should do it like, like they do it, but I'll, I don't know if you'll be able to hear me, but I'll do it loud. And for the listeners that didn't hear that, because I <laughs> actually have a mic hooked up right now. have one um because I don't when I am I just I the only time I like have ASMR like playing is when I'm trying to go to sleep or or I'm bored I don't know (laughs) (laughs) um but one like person that I'm like consistent with is her channel is called Trigger the Tingles, um, but her name is Layla, and she's on YouTube. So if you just go on YouTube, you type in Trigger the Tingles, and you will get her. And she does a lot of um, hair, 
videos like hair brushing, oiling the scalp, um, shampoo, yeah. And I really like her because when I started getting into ASMR, like it was like all these white people. <laughs> and then um, when I stumbled upon her, I was like, oh, like she's actually playing with black hair and like doing things that we do with black hair and like, like oiling the scalp and like that is one of the most soothing things to me. So, yeah. Trigger the tingles. Check her That's out. That's actually very new for me because I found black people. And when I found black people doing ASMR, I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. But I haven't found black people doing black hair. Like, I didn't know that that even existed. Yeah, girl. And I, I mean, I, I know she's not the only one. But that's just the one that I, like, that's just my go-to, you know? So. So, I have three, because I'm obsessed, and I could have more, but, you know, I had to narrow it down. So, my first artist is Cynia. This is actually my best friend from middle school. She just started... Um, doing ASMR, and when I saw her, because she, like, made an Instagram page first, and so I saw it in, like, the, like, people you may know, and I was like, what? She's doing this? So, <laughs> she finally put up a video, and I was so excited about it. So, she only has one video. Like I said, she did just get started, but um, one of my favorite things about ASMR is when people are very nice and, like, pleasant looking while they're doing it. Um, and she she has that little like she's just a little cute little cute thing she always has been like <laughs> literally if you meet her in person she's like really short but like has long legs and has like a very like cute baby face so anyway Cynia um her name on Instagram is ASMR.Cynia and that's spelled S-E-N-N-I-A and then on YouTube it's literally just Cynia S-E-N-N-I-A um which may be kind of hard to fine because I looked it up just to like make sure and there are people with names similar um but they seem to come up before she does probably because she doesn't have too much of a following just yet so if you want to check her out I would say go to her Instagram first so you know what she looks like so that when you go in on on YouTube to find her then you'll be able to tell by her picture like okay this is the same girl um and then my second one is Batala I love Batala, okay? So, Batala's ASMR. You can look her up on YouTube. It's literally that same name. It's spelled B-A-T-A-L-A. Um, ASMR. Batala is a black girl. I think she's one of the first black girls that I... No, the second black girl that I, that I ran into. And I was like, wow, this is great. Um, the reason I love her, though, is because, again, very pleasant. But, like, she, like, thoroughly enjoys doing ASMR. Like, she's the type, she'll be doing it, she, she likes doing, uh, she likes role-playing a lot, and so she'll do a lot of, like, you know, acting like the, the, uh, the person who's going to be doing, like, your spa treatment and all of that stuff, um, and she'll, like, stay in character, but then, like, she also, like, will laugh at herself, because she's really enjoying it, and I'm just like, this girl is so great, um, and she also just has a very nice speaking voice as far as like the you know 
the soft whispering. She's really, really good at that. Like, some people, they're, like, too whispery, they're too breathy, or too, like, uh, mouth noises. Like, she knows how to really differentiate the sounds. And she's very clear on, like, what's in her videos. Because there's some things in ASMR that I don't like. Like, I don't want to hear the spit in your mouth. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I never have like that. So, whenever I see, like, wet mouth noises as a title, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> not watching that one <laughs> so she gives a lot of different options of videos for you to watch so i like batala and then my last one is asmr darling she is i think one of the first people that i saw like ever um when i realized that i actually liked asmr and she is just such a very like happy person um and she also enjoys doing role playing um, she tries to do, like, little, like, meme roles and stuff, but she, like I said, she, that's just not even her, so <laughs> she's just super cute, and, um, you can tell she, like, really enjoys it and, like, wants to help you relax and go to sleep and get rid of anxiety and all of those type of things, so those are the people that I watch, some of them. There's plenty more, because, you know, I'm obsessed, but it's okay. <laughs> Move forward. Well, um, but before we do that, I'm sure there are people listening that are like, what are they talking about? ASMR, uh, what is that? So just yeah. give a brief. <laughs> I got you. So ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, which basically means that there are certain sounds that you can hear, like like everybody. Well, if you can hear, of course. Um that you hear that bring about a certain sense, physical sense in your body. Um, it's the same way that people will talk about, um, like hearing what running water can be like a soothing thing, which is the, the response that most people have. Like if it's raining outside, then they automatically become really relaxed and they want to go to sleep. Um, or even I feel like a form of ASMR is like people hear running water and then their body, it's like all of a sudden now I have to use the bathroom. Um, so it literally like sounds that cause sounds or visual things that cause an actual physical reaction to happen for you. And usually it is to um, help you relax, calm down, go to sleep, get rid of anxiety. Um, some even help with headaches to have some where it's like um, whether they're doing like ear massages or one of my favorites lately is um, hair brushing. Or like scalp massages, yeah, uh, yeah, and those type of videos really do give the sense that there's somebody you know r brushing your hair or like rubbing your scalp, and they actually have, for me at least, they have like sometimes helped um, get rid of uh, headaches or like calm my anxiety. Um, but more than anything, they absolutely help me go to sleep. Like I, I when I think I'd be knocked out listening to ASMR. <laughs> And I tell people about it, and they think that it's so silly. But one of my friends uh, spent the night with me for a couple nights, and I had told her about it, and she was just like, girl. And then I was playing it, and the next night she literally was like, um, can you cut on those videos again? <laughs> so I was like, I'm trying to tell y'all. Like, it can be kind of weird at first. Like, it truly can. And I think when I first started watching ASMR, I was watching it because, like, I had seen the, the like, more funny videos or the ones people were, like, eating. And I was just like, yeah. this, this is a joke. <laughs> and 
then I like actually looked it up and found out what it was and then started watching videos. But next thing you know, I was waking up from a nap. Didn't even realize that I went to sleep. And it was one of the greatest naps that I had like in forever. So I was like, okay, we might be on to something with this. And so from from then I've been watching them like as much as I can going to sleep. Like if I have company or if I'm at somebody else's house, I won't always watch them because, you know, some people really don't like it. <laughs> um, or sometimes I'm so tired. I'm like, I don't even need anything. I'm right. about to knock out. Okay. <laughs> but when I um, am kind of when I'm kind of like restless or I'm tired, but like, you know, I'm just having trouble going to sleep or if I have a headache or whatever. Um, or I just want to be like soothed in some type of way. I'll turn on ASMR, and I usually, I usually sleep perfectly fine. And I used to be one to have trouble going to sleep, um, like as a child and a teenager. For years, I would have trouble going to sleep, and I figured out other things to do to help me go to sleep. But this has just been another add-on that's helped me not have uh, so many issues getting rest. Yeah, I feel like I always liked watching hair videos and like hair tutorials I guess <laughs> and I guess I didn't realize that maybe the reason why I liked watching the hair tutorials is because of the sounds that were trigger, you know like triggering the sensations in my body mm-hmm. um and so one day I just piped in like hair cut like hair cutting or whatever and that was my first, like, window into ASMR. It was an ASMR video. And I was like, whoa, what is this? And then from there, yeah. I mean, people, like, a lot of YouTubers, like, uh, like a lot of, you know, I, I hesitate to call them influencers, but, you know, con- content creators, that's, that's, that's what it is. A lot of content creators have been, like, sort of doing these, ASMR videos where they read their hate comments or (laughs) and they'll like monetize the video and so I've started really getting into that too like when I'm having a bad day because I think it's really funny um like literally being like hey you're you're so mean and it's just it's really funny because then they'll like clap back you know at the person and but they're whispering and it's just it's great um but yeah Anyway, we can get off the ASMR tangent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so our final um, topic of atypical artists uh, is stylists and designers. Woo! Um, <laughs> hold on. Let me pull up his stuff. So my person, I know him sort of well yeah I know him okay (laughs) that's weird oh gosh if any of these people are listening to this episode I apologize um, (laughs) for being so awkward but that's how we roll so Lucas Vanderfetch who is a contemporary artist and creative mind he's originally from Austria which I've been to Austria. It is a beautiful country. Seriously? Yeah. What? Yeah. I want to go back there so bad. When did this happen? It, uh, girl, we'll talk about it later. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but now he's based in Brooklyn, New York. But he travels all over the place. Um, but yeah, he basically does fashion design, costume design. Um, he has designed for FKA Twigs, who's a music artist. He's designed for Banks. Um, yeah, he's he's done a lot of work. A lot of his work is very... Um, Oh, how do I even describe it? Like, it has a very loose, androgynous look a lot of times, but also very, um, I don't know. When I see his, when I see his clothing, I just think open, I think soothing, I think spiritual like he's definitely tapped into some type of spiritual realm and it, it exudes in all of his artistry because he's not just a designer like he does music production he's also a mover so yeah everything kind of culminates into this like this mystic flow okay <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Um, yeah, so he's super dope. Um, like I said, he's based in Brooklyn and he has several Instagrams, but I'm just going to tell you the Instagram, like specifically for his design and styling and consulting um that he does. And so you can follow him on Instagram at L dot V dot F. That's L dot V dot D dot F, <laughs> uh, which are basically his initials. Um, so yeah, you can check him out on Instagram and he also has a website, www.lvdfdesign.com. And that's where you can learn more about um, his, his, his work, his creative endeavors and all of that. And like I said, he has other Instagrams, like he has a main one and then he has one for his music. He has one for um Pendulum People, which is a music group that he's with. Um so yeah, check him out. He's super dope. He's so sweet too. I always love running into Lucas. I actually met Lucas through Stacy. Um so yeah, every time I come into his presence, I always feel at peace and at home. And yeah, he's a cool dude. So y'all should check him out. And then my other artist is someone that I know as well. Um, someone who's actually a really good friend of mine that's based in Bloomington, Illinois. Um, she has her own jewelry making uh, business, I guess. And, um, her, she goes by Doris Irene, um, for her, her jewelry stuff. And, um, you can follow her on Instagram at Doris Irene Jewelry. And she also has a Facebook page and an Etsy shop where you can purchase her pieces. Um, but yeah, she actually is started out at, she's a music educator, um, and also visual artist as well. So she has a lot of paintings as well. She's multi-talented, super, super great. And um, then she became a mother. She got pregnant and decided that she wanted to take a break from, you know, painting and 
teaching music full time um, to kind of pay attention, like just be more in tune with her body and becoming a new mother. And right around the time that I was getting ready to move back to Nashville, I think is when she started getting into making jewelry and um, started making a few pieces. And it started off like she would just make some jewelry pieces for me and like her friends and like I was like this is really nice like you should pursue this like you should sell this you know and she kind of got it going and um started taking some jewelry making classes and does a lot of silver smithing um in her craft so um yeah she designs and makes her own jewelry and has you know had her stuff in like local shops in Bloomington and has done like giveaways on her on her social media and yeah she's she's doing great things so Doris Irene jewelry um one of the things that I love about her jewelry it, it, it like it feels cool on the body so like especially in the summertime you know you want to wear jewelry but it, like a lot of times jewelry feels so heavy and so like warm on you after a while but with her jewelry like I always feel a sense of lightness and airiness to it so that's one thing that I really like about her jewelry so yeah she's she's amazing I love her shout out to Doris (laughs) um yeah that's all I have for that okay so my first um designer is actually my sister like my blood my blood okay (laughs) (laughs) um so my sister is a designer and every time i tell people that they're like what but she is and she raw with it okay (laughs) um i can't say that she doesn't necessarily like always put out work um because she does have a son (laughs) and a full-time job but um when people need product they need you know something creative then she she always delivers okay so her name is tanisha rachel let me spell it for y'all because you're gonna be like oh let me go no you got to spell it wrong i can tell you right now (laughs) it is spelled and this is her instagram name her instagram handle at tanisha t-e-n-e-t-i-a rachel r-a-c-h-e-l that's tanisha rachel okay it's an Instagram handle. And then her website where you can see some of the things that she has created, um, whether for other people or she creates some of her own stuff sometimes. And she just wants a jacket. I think it was, like, last fall she wanted a jacket and, like, couldn't find it anywhere. Like, the one that she perfectly wanted. So she just up and made a jacket. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I wish that was a skill that I had. But it's okay because my sister has it. So that's all that matters. Um it is TanishaRachel.BigCartel.com. So you can go there. If you just go to her Instagram, then that link is um, in her bio. You can just click on that. But also you can see some photos from work that she's created in the past. Um, I'm hoping that she'll be able to find more time soon so she can do more work because she really is so great at what she does. Um, and I need more people to see that, you know? Um so that's that. And then my last one, which is also going to lead us into Shameless Plug, is, um, is an artist by the name of Alicia Redu. Um, wait, but let me make sure I'm saying that right. I think I just said it wrong. That quick. 
I did. Read on. I'm so sorry, girl. Read on. Um, so Alicia Rito actually went to school with us as well. Hey. Um, and she has a clothing line by the name of Rito Clothing Company. Um, so that's actually spelled R-E-D-E-A-U-X Clothing Company. Um, and her Instagram handle for her company is what I just spelled R-E-D-E-A-U-X Clothing Co. Um, so with that, going into Shameless Plug, I had her send me information because I'm like, she has an event coming up and, you know, I have pubbed that on my Snapchat, but I was like, this is a great way to, to give it more publicity. Wow, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> but also just to put out there, like, who she is and what she does. So, um... She says the mission of her company is dedicated to creating a transparent network of fashion-minded individuals who want to uplift humankind. Um, and so the company in general, it what she has so far is everyday wear, mostly for women. But actually, I'm going to read this like in the way that she said this. I'm just going to read her text, okay? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so everyday wear, mostly for women, but I'm going to be releasing some cut and sewn items for men this collection. And eventually, I want to do runway fashion, too. My inspiration isn't visual. This is my favorite part of what she said. I was like, wow, this is amazing. My inspiration isn't visual. My designs are inspired by music. This collection was created while listening to music that made me feel like I was that bitch or nigga, whatever the case may be. And that's how I want people to feel when they wear my clothes. By the way, she wanted me to let you know that she doesn't curse. So sometimes when she tries to explain that, then it's kind of hard because she wouldn't <laughs> use those words herself. But I was like, it's okay. I use those words, so I'll say it for you. Um, but that's just the vibe that she wants people to have when they're wearing, you know, her clothes. Like, that's the vibe that she got while listening to that music that inspired her to create these looks. So I thought that was really amazing um, and definitely a great example of an atypical artist, like, on so many levels. Um but it's basically about empowering people and building confidence confidence with whatever you do. It's a basic collection, but it's a not-so-basic basics collection. collection. <laughs> so people can still show off their individuality, but still have something that they can compare with um, basically any type of clothing. Um, so with that, she has, um, going into Shameless Plug now, she has an event coming up called Highlights. And this event is, I'm sorry, I'm kind of like all over the place. So the show is about highlighting any type of artist in the Chicagoland area. It's not only about her second collection coming out, which will be previewed there, uh, but she wants to bring the city together so that we can support and grow with one another. Um, and so with that event, you can find tickets on... Uh, Eventbrite, and you can either go to Eventbrite and search Redo, spelled R-E-D-E-A-U-X, or the link is Highlights, um, that's spelled H-I-I-I Lights dot Eventbrite dot com. Um, they're still looking for vendors. Vendor tickets are available on Eventbrite as well. They're going to have live artists, painting, multiple designers, musical artists, giveaways, and more. Um, you can follow her on Instagram and Twitter and any other information you may need besides the other information I'm about to give you, you can just ask her. She's really, really cool. 
and will talk to anyone. Um, so this is Re Redo Clothing Company presenting Highlights Fashion Show. It'll be hosted by Law Cannon. Um, the location is 4048 West Armitage in Chicago, Illinois. This is on Saturday, June 29th. The doors open at 6.30 p.m. There will be drinks, performers, vendors, designers, giveaways, as I said before. Get your tickets at highlights.eventbrite.com. And, yeah, just support, you know, black business, support business in general, support artistry, support just great things happening, especially in the Chicago area. Anything that can bring people together um, in a positive light, absolutely support it if you can. Yeah, that sounds exciting, actually. Yeah. Mm. Because hopefully I can make it. Yeah, girl, you should go because, you know, <laughs> listen, what? maybe I'll just do a pop-up visit, all right? <laughs> okay. Um, My shameless plug is basically, I just wanted to shout out my friend Chaz, which we mentioned a couple of episodes ago as uh, in the shameless plugs, Chaz Pirtle, uh put out a dance film called Love, um, and it was to Beyonce's new cover. And I am happy to announce, <laughs> for those that don't already know, Beyonce shared clips of the video on her Instagram story. Hey. So now Beyonce knows who Chaz is and we are manifesting <laughs> that Chaz will be working with Beyonce in the near future because he's amazing and he deserves it. And yeah, he's amazing. And Beyonce is amazing. And when two amazing people come together, they can do amazing things. So congratulations, Chaz. I love you so much. I was so glad to see him this past weekend to give him some love and attention and just celebrate even if it was for a short little while. <laughs> but yeah, so if you haven't seen it yet, go to YouTube, type in Chaz Purtle, love, check out the video. It's super fun. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say because I'm not going to spoil it because you could just watch it and share it with all of your friends and have Beyonce share it again so that she gets the picture that Chaz is the shit. So... Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of Beyonce, she's my, my song of the week. Oh, okay. So, you know, I finally, I've had multiple friends ask me to create choreography to, before I let go, you know, the end part with the little, like, line dance. Right. When I tell you, they have been constantly. <laughs> now, imagine my friends ask me to make up stuff for challenges all the time, and I just don't do it. I'm I, I need to get it together. But this one, they have not let go at all. Oh, look at that, before I let go. But they have not let go at all. And so I was like, okay, let me finally do this. And I just want you to know that I made this choreography while I was in a meeting at work today. So literally, and I don't mean like in my chair, like I was up in the back of the room dancing <laughs> while engaging in the meeting. So that's just a sign of, you know, my staff knows me because nobody even said anything. <laughs> they kept talking. So. <laughs> wow. So, yes, here we go. Pull up to Coachella and boost with the goose feathers. I brought the scarf with me. Black on black bandanas. I see that champagne. 
I did the damn thing. Dirty Diana, singing and dancing all in the rain. Ooh, ooh, turn up. I, I just want to have a good time. technical difficulties yeah <laughs> a lot has happened yeah yeah it was still a great show still a great topic we had the wonderful joseph on the show oh yes there's so many different other amazing people with you all hopefully you all will check them out and support these people um let us know about other artists atypical artists that you know about that we may not know about I always want to you know, find new people to support and love. So, yes. Know. Well, alrighty then. It's been great. Um, catch us next week. I don't know what we're talking about. Alicia does. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be great. It's been a great month so far. So, yeah. Yes. All right. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Continue the conversation with us. Develop a community with other misfits and mystics like us and get your latest updates on shameless plugs and other news by following us on social media. We are on Instagram at Misfits and Mystics Pod, Twitter at Misfits Mystics, and we also have a Facebook page that you can like and share. Want to reach us directly? Shoot us an email at misfitsandmysticspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And with your permission, we might give you a shout out on future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever streaming service you're using to stay up to date on newest episodes being released. Leave us a review on iTunes to help us gain more visibility. Plus, we appreciate the feedback.